I'm really excited about this year of equipping because God wants to equip every Christian in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not just a few Christians, but all of us in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we've got to be a bit like Daniel Eduardo. You've got to think, is the Lord nudging me? Is the Lord giving me something for somebody and just being obedient to that? So let's look at hearing from God. I'm just going to read a few few scriptures and then bring um, a few um, themes out out of it. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by another of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between the Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and still to another the gift of interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Holy Spirit and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So that's really clear, isn't it? Paul's letter to the Corinthian church who were, were, were quite a, an immature church. They didn't really know much about the gifts of the Spirit. They were experimenting with the gifts of the Spirit um, and mistakes are made when um, that happens. There was quite a lot of excesses going on and people were just basically practising the gifts of the Spirit, but not really uh, totally in tune with the Holy Spirit. I heard a funny story about this last week. Uh, A friend of mine invited... um, A friend of mine invited the leader of uh, one of the 10 councils of Greater Manchester to a Christian meeting, and this person isn't a Christian. And... um, she was, um, she was going to speak um, and talk a little bit about councils and churches and the way we can work together. So that was, that was going to be great. And then he was going to um, escort her uh, out of the room, through into the, the lounge area for a coffee, and then she was going to go on her way because then uh, the church um, leaders who were there were going to do um, prayer and worship and other things, and they didn't want to embarrass this lady. So as she finishes her talk, and she's come to the end of her talk, and he's sort of nicely uh, escorting her out of the room, this very, very enthusiastic Christian uh, wanted, um, uh, wants to practice her prophetic gifts and skills on this lady. I've still not said the name of the council. I'm doing really well. And then, so she comes up and she comes running up and Roger knew and his heart was racing and he's thinking, oh no, this is, this is going to be, something really bad's going to happen here. And he's trying to get her to the door as fast as possible. And this woman's running up behind and, and she just said to her, uh, can I just say, um, I've just got a word for you. Um, 
everything's going to be all right, okay? Everything's going to be all right. Um, and, and this lady's like, how do you mean? Well, God's told me to tell you, even though uh, you've got a, a disabled child and you've been really concerned about this disabled child. Now, this is alarm bells now because this is specific. This isn't a general word about God really loves you. You can't go wrong with that one. <laughs> practice anything, practice that one. This is... Uh, don't worry, you've got a disabled child, you've been concerned about your child, but don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And she just stood there, and Roger stood there, and his heart's racing and pounding, and thinking, what on earth am I going to do? This is either right or it's wrong, and if it's wrong, it's really, really bad. And she said, well, thank you. She said, thank you for that. I haven't got any children, but... <laughs> I haven't got any children, but um, thank you for that anyway. And she's, she's trying to get out the door like this. And this woman's still pursuing her, saying, well, that might not be quite right, but I've got to now work out what it is. And you just think, no. But I think the opposite to that, I think the opposite to that is we get, we get so concerned and we get so worried about have we really heard from God that we don't bring anything at all. And um, I'll go back to the very first time when I had a word where I'd heard from God and I was a young Christian and I was in a home group, like we, we have grow groups, don't we? And I, they called them home groups in back in the day when I was younger. It was a very long time ago. It was called home groups. And then it changed to cell groups and then it changed to something else and now it's grow groups. It's all the same thing really. But I was in this group and um, I didn't say the council, by the way, did I? I've done really well about that one. Um, so I was, in the ho- I was in the home group and um, we were praying and uh, there was going to be a big mission coming up at the church. We were at Altrincham Baptist Church in those days. It was a big mission and it was going to be at a school and we were all really excited about it and we were all praying about it. And as we went round and we were praying, I had um, an idea, a picture came into my mind for one of the guys in the group. And it was a picture of when he was a a young boy, I just saw him as a young boy and he was at this playground area with his parents and he was up this high slide and he'd fallen off this high slide and had a really bad accident. And I thought, that's a really strange you know, thing, thing to be thinking of at this time. So I, it never happened to me before. So I just completely moved on and didn't, didn't really think anything more of it. And we got to the whole end of the evening and we were talking about this exciting mission. And this guy, and he was called Mark, and he said, well, can I just say, I want to volunteer, he said, um, to do the lighting for this mission but I can't, I'm too afraid to to volunteer for it because I'm going to have to climb up the high ladders. And the trouble is, he said, when I was a young boy, I went to the playground and I fell off this really high slide and I had a really bad accident. And I'm like, oh. the fact that he was confirming what I'd heard. And obviously I felt really bad because I thought if I'd just spoken it out earlier, it would have given him the confidence that God was with him and God was going to be empowering him to do this 
this hard thing. But because I didn't say it, I thought this is really bad and this is devastating. But the good that came out of it was on my way home in the car, I said to the Lord, I'm not going to make that mistake again. If you give me anything, no matter how afraid I am, no matter how um, worried I am or anxious about I've made a mistake or what will happen if it's not right and all the things that go through our head, I'm not going to do that. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way to bring something, but prophecy is the gift that Paul says in his letter, I would earnestly desire for you to have this gift, earnestly desire this gift, he said to the church, more than any of the other gifts. Earnestly desire it. Seek it. And it's not for us, it's for what God wants to do through it and how God wants to use it. So let me just give you um, one of the definitions of prophecy that I really like. Uh, The gift of prophecy is the spirit-given ability to receive and communicate timely, spirit-inspired messages from God that bring strengthening, encouragement, comfort to the body of Christ, either individually or for the corporate body. So you can have a word for somebody individually or you can have a word for um, a gathered group like we are gathered tonight. You could have a word about gathered. Please go and see Helen if you do because I know she's really seeking the Lord about and Catherine and the team are seeking the Lord about gathered at this time. Uh, Or you can have a word for Ivy you know, uh, one of the congregations or the whole of the church, or it could even be for the city of Manchester or nationally or internationally. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a God-inspired message that brings, this is the important thing, strength and encouragement to the body of Christ. That's the purpose of prophecy. To speak the heart, mind and will of God into the lives of other people as the Spirit of God leads. And that's based on Romans chapter 12, verse 6 and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. So what is the purpose of prophecy? There we have it. To edify, build, encourage and strengthen the body of Christ. Now, how much do we need this gift then? If you say, now any of us in this room can tell me tonight, you don't need any encouragement. You don't need any strength. You don't need any building up. We all need that, don't we? We all need to be encouraged. We all need to be built up. And it's so that a bit like it was with Mark, so that he could go on and be, and he did do it, by the way. He did go on and do the lighting at this, at this event, and he did really well, and he's now overcome that fear. But it's so that you can be strengthened to walk in the pathway that God has for your life, so that you can go and do that exploit that God has put on your heart, whether that's in a home, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's in um, a context of um, church, or whether that is uh, in the community, whether that's a, a passion that you've got to do something for God. The, the strength comes from that prophetic and that you get given because God is calling something out of you 
you, you know what I'm saying here, don't you? There's something within you and God is calling it out. So by the prophetic word coming to you, you feel enabled to do that thing. You might still feel really scared. You might still be shaking in your boots. Um, but God is calling that. Now I'm going to bring Hannah out. Hannah, just come quickly out. Because, you know, we have like ministry teams. We, we have prayer teams on Sundays uh, at the different congregations. And we had the privilege of praying for you the other week. Um, just want to just share a little bit about that, how, what God said and how that's fitted in for you. Let's give her a, a round of applause. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to go for prayer. And then somebody that was standing next to me nudged me and said, you should go for prayer about your back. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then still waited on it. And then went down right at the end. And then here she was, uh, standing waiting in the wings. And it was Jenny as well. There she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they were praying for me. It was all good. And then um, <clears throat> Deborah all of a sudden said, oh, I've got this picture um, of you. Um, and I've got this word. Um, I was like, oh, exciting. Um, um, and then she said, um, I can see you up high. Um, and then she said, hold on, didn't you get married on a rooftop? And I was like, eh, I may have done. <laughs> you know, sort of very casual. Um, yeah, and she said, well, I just feel like God's saying that God is calling you higher, calling you to higher things. And um, what was really cool was um, in Grow Group um, a few days before, we'd been praying and um, a friend prayed for me um, about a time that I'm in at the moment. And she prayed that I'd have like five confirmations of this thing that's going on for me right now. Um, and, and actually that word um, about being called higher made a lot of sense in, in the scenario that's happening for me right now. Um, and when she said the word higher, um, it reminded me about um, a picture that I'd literally drawn, like a little illustration in a journal a few years ago. I mean, this is about six years ago now. So I found it out last night under my bed, as you do, um, covered in dust, um, and flipped through it. And the picture was um, of me um, up high, <laughs> um, looking out like, if any of you have been to like Peel Hill or Wernerthlow, you know that kind of scene at nighttime where you look out over kind of all the city um, and all the twinkly lights. Um, and there was a picture of um, sort of God as an eagle next to me. And underneath in big letters um, said, um, faith is the key to my inheritance. And that again was like um, really basically an answer to what we've been praying about, um, about stepping out in faith. So the, the word that Deborah brought about the picture in the moment was um, kind of specific to, to me hearing that in the moment and actually made me a little made me cry a little, which was great. <laughs> I mean, if you go in for gold when you're bringing a prophetic word, you want to bring the tears, don't you? Let's face it. <laughs> you know, so she did a good one on me. Um, so in the moment, it really met me in the moment. But then also it kind of linked to all this stuff that we've been praying about, which kind of um, helped me to kind of piece stuff together. Um, but then it was also linked to something that was kind of given way, way back that again spoke to me today. So it kind of had a threefold um, effect. So I guess just um, be, be confident in, in what you're bringing and, and be obedient because you never know kind of quite the impact it will have. Oh, bless you. And that, let's give her a round of applause. So one of the things that I loved about your story there is the way that it's linked back to a 
quite a number of years ago. And I just want to encourage you, those of you who've got unfulfilled prophecy over your life, that, you know, if you think, well, these words were given to me. Helen was mentioning it when we had our little chat before. These words are given ages ago and... We can't see it right now, but God is working on it. God is really going to confirm his word. So I just want to give you a few points on prophecy that have helped me over the years. Um, Prophecy literally means to speak forth. A prophet is one who can either foretell the future or speak into the present, as Hannah was saying, and to bring that building up, that edification and that encouragement. And prophecy brings something to life, like I was saying to that, this young lady here. Prophecy brings to life your dreams and your visions. It actually wakens your visions up. So a little bit about the content of prophecy. Prophecy is, has to be biblical, so there's no, there's absolutely no such thing as a genuine prophetic word which disagrees with the word of God. How can God disagree with himself? How can God be saying something which is contrary to his written word? Therefore, the implication of that is if you want to be um, somebody that eagerly desires the prophetic, you should be really reading and immersing yourself in God's word on a daily basis. Because quite often when you're in a prophetic uh, situation with with somebody, um, a lot of what you bring is scripture. Not not all of it's scripture, but it's all scriptural, but there's scripture within and you're kind of drawing from the treasure that you've got within you. So you're drawing from the scripture that you've had and you're realising that scripture is applied now to that present moment situation. It's always biblical. So that's a great measure when you're looking at prophecy. You can look at Jesus and prophecy and you can look at uh, an example where he uses two spiritual gifts in tandem. And this is in John chapter 4, verse 19, where he talks to the woman at the well and he has what, what the Bible calls a word of knowledge. And that is a word of knowledge which pinpoints the fact that this woman has had more than one husband and the husband that she's with now isn't a man that she's with now is not a husband. He's not saying this to make her ashamed. He's not saying this to make her feel uh, unworthy. He's saying it to get her attention because he's just about to speak into her, her life in a major way. And she's beginning to think, how could this man know all this information about me? He must be a prophet from God. And then he starts talking about the living waters. So the word of knowledge is, is a link into the prophetic of what is, she, what is she going to become. And he says that her name is going to be known in the future, she actually becomes the first female evangelist ever in the Bible and her name is recorded. She, is, she becomes known for that gift. So Jesus uses that um, uh, prophetic word uh, to bring about um, 
that, sorry, that gift of word of knowledge. And I'll give you an example. I was teaching on a genet the genetic course at the Message Trust way back. And um, we did, um, we used to do seminars on prophecy. And because it used to be quite a small group, we used to sort of say, uh, let's spend the last hour and, and prophesy over every single person in the group, which is quite challenging because sometimes you can only give what God gives you and if you don't get anything you feel your heart goes out to that person but it, it usually worked out quite well and we had this guy called Sam and this guy called Sam he um he was quite quiet in the group and when he first stood up we we didn't it went you were there weren't you Wendy and we didn't really know um what God was going to give to him and then all of a sudden um we had um that he was a poet and that he was actually going to write a book of poetry. And um, this one went on a little bit and got, you know, quite grand, this prophecy. And you're thinking, again, either this is right or wrong. And he was very quiet and he didn't say anything. He didn't even nod his head. And it was about a week later, I saw him in the, at the message offices in the reception area and I walked up to him and he went, oh, I've just got to tell you this about that word you gave us. He said... I've been writing in a book which I keep under my bed for the last four years, different pieces of poetry. But I have never, ever had the courage to show these to anybody. I don't really think they're very good. I don't think it's going to be a book. But I just want to let you know that that was right. And he said, oh, by the way, my grandma's had several books published in poetry. Oh, really? Has she now? But apart from that, you don't really think it's going to be for you. Uh, but he was, he was kind of so shy and so afraid that he couldn't even show people his art you know he just kept it hidden under but hopefully through that and I don't know where that journey went then because what you want then is for somebody else to come and then speak into his life don't you uh, and then bring like Hannah was saying a word of confirmation and she wants five confirmations so I mean, that's not a lot is it <laughs> So a word of knowledge fits with the word of prophecy there. Um, and uh, I've already said prophecy can't contradict scripture. Now, the last thing there on the content of prophecy is that it isn't necessarily a word that you bring prophetically. It could be a prayer. It could be a song. It could be one of the uh, instrumental, one of the guys in the worship team playing prophetically their instrument. I've seen Lindsay Stoker do that on many occasions, beautifully. And people felt, I've actually heard people say, while Lindsay was playing, I felt healed, I felt restored. I felt God minister to me. That is more than just the music, isn't it? That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit coming through there. Um, it could be art. It could be um, preaching. Um, it can be symbols. It could be a picture that you receive. So it's not just necessarily a word. If some of you think, who thinks in more um, pictorial ways here, prophetically, rather than, seeing words so just be encouraged that that is not 
any different. That's just something that the Holy Spirit's giving you to do. The last thing I want to look at before we really just open out and just be open to God for the last part, um, just go a bit scary and, and, and have them, um, you know, open up to the prophetic a bit ourselves in a minute, is how do you develop the gift? Because I'm sure you all are absolutely going to eagerly desire this gift now. And um, where, where do you start? Uh, spend, this is just obvious things, but just make sure that we're doing these things. Is spend time in prayer. Spend time meditating on God's word. Um, put yourself into a prophetic environment um, where you feel there's more... Um, opportunity to hear from God in some environments than others don't have many people hearing from God while they're at Tesco's doing their supermarket shop but you can often hear more for it does happen to quite a few people it certainly happens to Daniel Ho all the time but um it, it's when I, for me, it's when I'm in worship and when uh, I'm, I'm listening and when, when we're singing or when I've got my music on really loud in the car and I'm singing to God that I feel prophetically stirred and encouraged. It might be different from you. It might just be go to a high place or sit, in, sit quietly and just be at peace and be, in, be with nature and things. Um. But actually, I think one of the ways to develop your prophetic gift is within grow groups because it's a less risky thing because everybody loves you in the grow group. Like Jenny was reminding us before, everybody loves us in this room tonight. We're all loved. So you can be a little bit, take a step of faith. As long as you're not going to say, thus says the Lord and nobody can contradict me as long as you're bringing it in humility and you're bringing it in a graceful way. You, you, can, um, you can develop that prophetic gift in a cluster. So often what I do is I ask the Father, what would you like to say in this situation? And um, the prophetic comes to me when I'm looking at people. So I'm looking at Lucy now. And um, I'm looking at Lucy and I'm thinking, God wants, some, wants to speak to you. I know we've got two Lucys here, so it could be, it could be interchangeable. But God wants to say something, but, and it, it's a bit awkward because it's as I'm looking at her, something of compassion is stirring up in my heart and I'm starting to think, God wants to speak to you. So are you all right to come and be a guinea pig for us because you're you're a prophetic lady and you do this to other people so what I want I want everybody to do because I haven't got a clue at the moment anything that I'm going to say because I'm I'm literally if I don't get anything from God in a minute I'm going to start to panic because (laughs) it's only God that can speak into this lady's life so I want like Tina was encouraging I want everyone to start stirring prayer up right now Come on, seeking God and saying to God, um, we want something from heaven for this lady and it's going to be good. Come on. It's going to be good. So Lord, we just stir us up right now for the prophetic because we want something for Lucy. We want something for her. And as soon as I said that, the immediate thing I could see was some string out of your back like you were kind of a puppet. 
and someone was pulling you backwards like you were a puppet. And I felt like it was a negative picture. It was a, it was a negative picture because it was something that was holding you back. And what you were doing was you were like your girls because you've got two gorgeous girls and you were, you were wanting to run. You were wanting to run. But this thing kept pinging you back, pulling you back. And um, I saw... What I saw then was um, there's an ocean in front of you because you're on a beach and your desire to get in that ocean has just got much, much bigger than what is pulling you back. And you, you keep going and then it pings back, but the desire for the ocean is getting bigger. So there's a, you, your vision now is on that ocean and you're saying, I'm going into the ocean. I'm going to go deeper with you. I've been there before as a child. He's saying to you, I've, you've been there before as a child and you want that desperately badly again, but this thing is legitimate and that's what's wrong. You can't just throw it off because it has a reason why it's there. But the desire is getting stronger. And just then I saw that snap. And you then went running into the ocean. And I think this is to do with something from the past holding you back that has a legitimacy for being there. But in God, no more. In God now, the ocean is your place. It's not even the beach. You like the beach, but you like the ocean more. And he's just letting, he's just, can I want everybody to pray over her now? Because I, the ocean is a picture of a very big ministry coming your way. And it's not even what you're doing now. The ocean is big. The ocean is speaking. I can see you speaking to hundreds of people. I can see you preaching actually to hundreds of people. And I want us as a church to call this out of this lady here because this is a big anointing, but she's not going to be there on her own. So if anybody's with her, would you stand up? Would you stand up? Reach out. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Come on. Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You had a crown as well. So, anybody else have a crown? Anybody else have preaching? Amen. Amen. I just want, and the reason, because um, it, it's actually quite a straightforward word because you do preach, but the reason it has to be in front of everybody here is because you need everyone to stand with you for this big thing. We, we do really badly by pulling people down in comparisons. And as a church, if we want her to be this person who is going to shine for him and it's a responsibility being on a platform it's not it's not always as easy as other people might think we need her to be upheld and supported 
So right now, in Jesus' name, we, we allow your spirit now to come and send the anointing. Send the anointing on her today, Father, and release the prophetic in this room, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is it all right if we pray for you? Are you are you happy for that? Can you come? Just if anyone wants to gather around Lucy and continue to pray, do that. I just wanted to bring somebody that we don't know at all. I don't anyway. This lady here, what's your name? Kirsty. Kirsty. Could we have um, a few people just reaching out to Kirsty and just asking God uh, for for something for her? Just gather around in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're just lifting up Kirsty to you, Father. Just everyone be asking God for the... For we, we, you, might, you might not have confidence to speak it out, but, you know, you'll hear other people uh, confirming what he has for this lady. I feel like the, the Lord is saying you, you think you're the last person in this room that would be called out to the front tonight. You don't think, you, you, you sat there thinking, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that gets chosen for this. And God is really saying, actually, that is uh, for, he wants to say to you, you know, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. Sometimes he calls us out from a place of obscurity, from a place of where we don't think we're seen. Actually use the word hidden, hidden. And he brings us into a place where we don't have to be hidden anymore. So for you, Kirsty, I just see that the place of hiddenness wasn't necessarily a bad thing, by the way, because God was nurturing something in you. But it isn't all, you're not always going to be hidden. There's going to be a place where you will feel comfortable to be used by him and comfortable to uh, bring things to people and bless other people and I, f I feel that you've got quite a pastoral gift I feel that you've got a gift of compassion and a gift of encouraging other people are you friends of this lady here can you just come and stand with her so we want to pray over Kirsty that her friends will be able to confirm uh, the word that God has. A picture of uh, God um, taking a rucksack off your back and uh, this rucksack just symbolises some stuff that you've uh, been carrying from your past um, and some uh, pain that... Um, you face and I just see like God just lifting it off your back and uh, the bottom of this rucksack there's some bricks in it and God tips the bricks out and he gives you the rucksack back and uh, I, I just see I just see like a finish line as well and I just feel like uh, God wants you to know that like the bricks are gone and you're over the finish line and this is a new start and like in this new start God has got fresh stuff for you and like God's got um, a big plan for your life but he wants you to believe that he wants you to believe that he's got a plan for your life and there is a there's a hope and a future for your life and he doesn't want you to just say it but he wants you to really believe it like deep down in your heart he wants you to believe that he's going to use you he really is going to use you yeah. 
I've also got the scripture, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. And I believe the glory of God is going to be revealed in you to touch other people. God is actually asking you to reach out. You know, you've got a heart of compassion. You've got, you've got that compassionate heart and God is going to use you. But you've been uh, being in like a training ground at the moment and you've been being trained up for something even bigger than you, you have even expected. So God's saying, I'm going to give amazing stuff to you. He is putting stuff within you. And I believe God is saying, that rucksack was heavy, but now it's been lifted and it's, uh, the burden is light because you are going to run with the vision. You know, you're going to run with a vision. God has given you a vision, Kirsty, And I believe you are going to run with it and you're not going to hold back because other people have tried to hold you back. And God's saying, today is the day when you're going to be released to do the things you have been called to do. You are going to do it. You are going to do it, but you're going to re- you're not only going to do it, for, it's not for you, but you're doing it for others. You're doing it for others, I believe what God is saying.